the Keen Entrepreneurs of Cambridge with your host, Robert Firebreath. Today, we have a special guest. My name's Jeevan Navani. I'm currently studying at a Master's in Entrepreneurship, the Judge Business School in Cambridge, and I'm working on an uh, innovative startup within the, the fintech space. Welcome to the Keen Entrepreneurs of Cambridge. Today I'm joined by Jeevan, who is doing an innovative startup in fintech. Uh, hi Jeevan, how is the lockdown working out for you? I think the, the lockdown is, is definitely strange. I think it is to everyone. Um, it's, it's not something we're, we're used to, not something we're familiar with. Um, and I think that's, that's hard. it's always hard to adjust when, when, when something's new and different. I think for me though, the, the key has really been to getting into a routine I and mean, just trying to make the most of this, this opportunity. I feel like more time to actually um, to, to, to work on, on my project. Mm-hmm. You, said, you said opportunity. What is the opportunity for you? You said you're working in FinTech. Is that actually the situation working out well for your startup, for your product, for your idea? Does it increase the need? Or are you saying actually people have changed their way so much now that I have to pivot or I actually have to reevaluate what I'm doing? Firstly, so I should have said I'm actually working within two domains, one with, within the fintech space and one within the, the e-commerce. Um, and, and so in relation to, to both businesses, I think it'd be foolish not to, to reevaluate the position because I mean, a lot has, has changed and there'll be inevitably there'll be economic consequences as a result. Every, every good entrepreneur needs a process of, of review and needs to, to continually adapt accordingly. And I think in, in specific respects to my domain, so, so regards to the, the e-commerce space, so you've been working on a, a supplement to, to make people more focused. And initially we targeted looking into making a special formula for, for gamers, because we thought a focused product could be beneficial. And now I've realized that this, this product has many benefits that don't necessarily apply just specifically to the gamers. So we thought, why, why, why are we restricting ourselves to one specific uh, industry, when a specific market, when really this product now more than ever will need, need new ways to be, to be more productive. So, so we've, we've actually uh, diversified our offerings. So we now have three products, uh, the focus formula to improve focus, the, the calm, uh, calmness one for anti-anxiety and, and a sleep formula to help you sleep better. And, and really That's very the cool. reason why, yeah, thank you. And the, the reason why we're, we're doing this now is because, is you know, it wasn't easy for ourselves. We're both me and my co-founder entrepreneurs we benefit from this product from taking it ourselves and, and we thought that this would be a great opportunity to put this on the market and and to really open up to anyone who uh, is looking for new ways to improve productivity and and then in, in relation to to the, the fintech space so our product specifically the problem we've addressed is students are, are financially at time they're not so financially savvy so really <laughs> i know i know for sure that's true yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, both, both, 
and myself included, uh, you know, especially when I first started, and I and I think students need need help with with managing their finances. So that's the the thing we the space we were looking into, and initially, we were looking into actually creating a student specific challenger bank, and that and that is somewhat the long term vision. But I think it's 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 easy for some people to think big. Uh, which is great, don't get me wrong, but but then actually getting to the process is is a bit more more challenging. Mm-hmm. And, and for us, we didn't we didn't really break down specifically how we were going to get there, and and for that reason, things were, were taking a lot longer than expected, and, yeah, and we yeah. weren't quite uh, meeting our roadmap. So we thought about it. We 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 did some more evaluation research, looking into models abroad, and really. And this is this is actually a conversation I had with with uh, the global head of banking at IBM, and he you know he sat me down and we had a brainstorming session, and he 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 basically told me the need for how banks should become more cognitive. He talks about cognitive banking. In what the is sense that? What is cognitive banking? Need. So the way the, the from my understanding, it's essentially how banks need to evolve. And a good example um, we looked into is is Grab. So Grab, traditionally, I thought was was just like Uber. So they started within the ride-sharing space. It was, it, and, and they did very well in, in in many markets, especially Singapore. And then they they diversified and they went into into the food business, into food delivery, similar to Uber Eats. So I thought, so, you know, exact replica of the Uber model. But what I didn't necessarily realize is Grab Pay has completely transformed the fintech ecosystem in Singapore. So now people can seamlessly pay by QR codes. It makes it a lot easier to model your transactions, to, to make payments to other individuals, to, to have your, your loyalty schemes, to, to make the most of discounts. And so we, we were looking at how one platform has become so integrated. And then if, if you want to look at it one step further, the, the, the most iconic model is, is WeChat. So WeChat is... Yeah. is, is it's phenomenal, and it, it's, it's something I think that we're we're moving towards. So, so a good example that I, I looked into was a a dog grooming business. So, an individual was passionate about dogs, and he thought about the dog grooming business. So, then he looked into what he needed. To, to, yeah, what, what, who were the key players and stakeholders? And so, he needed he needed customers. So, he needed to advertise his offering, his services. He needed the the required resources, you know, the cleaning kit, etc. And he needed a way to, to manage the logistics and the payment. And, and all of this could be done up week. So we had, he promoted his, his himself, you know, his, what his offerings were. He gave the bank needed and was able to, to manage all the payments, everything within WeChat. This, this kind of goes back to the point about um, banks need to become more cognitive. Is is the fact that you, how yeah. do you embed these processes with one within one integrated solution? Comes back to where to us to to what, what I was looking into into the student space. So the problem identified very much the same. We're looking at ways of of uh, helping students save money. So we've looked into mainly into bill management and subscriptions. So mm-hmm. students, mm-hmm. there'll always be a need for, for for various subscriptions, whether it'll be you know your your phone bill, your Wi-Fi bill. It could be utilities. It could be a gym membership. It could be Netflix, Spotify, right? And you as an individual may may sign up to a free trial and, and forget to cancel, right? Yeah, yeah, classic. If you've experienced this, but also when I first went to university, I didn't necessarily know about all the different uh, offerings on the market. 
So I just asked my friend and, and went for that one specific module. I didn't know what the different patients were. I know that there was a specific student, student offering, a student discount. So our proposition, so we're called SaveWise, and we're creating a, a platform which manages all your subscriptions, all your bills, anything like that. Say, say you're looking for a gym membership in your nearby area. We showcase all the gyms nearby, all their offerings in comparison to one another, because some vary on quality and price. But we want to get something that's appropriate for you. And given that we're restricting this to the specific student market, we showcase um, any sort of promotional offerings that they want to display to you. So, so for example, Pure Gym during Freshers Week has a specific student discount for a half price for the first six months. And, and you may not necessarily be aware of that, but we can we'll be able to display that for you on the app now. Within, within the platform, you, you sign up, you subscribe to the service. We, we'd also break down exactly how much you spend on each thing and how you make it better. And, and, we, and also many uh, subscription services offer you a free trial. And we ensure that this trial will be canceled unless you choose to continue it. So it's more of an opt-in system as opposed to opt-out. Wait, so, so if I while, use the platform, while finally, you will cancel those yeah. subscriptions for me? Exactly. So that we, is amazing. we will ensure that never ever move it. We want to ensure that you're using this, this subscription and that you like it and want to continue on it. So we help manage it. Finally, the last part just now to if it's a bill that you're sharing, you'll easily be able to split the bill with your friend via our platform. So we're, we're, in com- we're the all-in-one model for, for any sort of subscription and bill management, any bills that you have. Amazing, Jivan. Thank you so much for for those insights. Specifically, when you said you had to you had to adapt, you had to pivot, and it's not necessarily the end goal. Everyone's always talking about the big vision, but if you can't imagine the steps on how to get there, then how will you make it happen? So I really love that example. He said, "Oh, maybe we just start smaller. We start smaller in a way." where we know we can get users right away and then just like Grab in Singapore, we can grow and like WeChat, integrate into other things. And I think that's a very good approach on tackling a larger problem, not not forgetting about your vision, but at the same time being realistic about what you can achieve in your time, especially if you, you know, you're doing something else on the side with your e-commerce business as well which is great because it gives you more flexibility it gives you other experiences but it also means you need everyone everyone only we only have 24 hours a day and we need to ration that time and we need to set our milestones and manage them effectively thank you Jeevan yeah exactly and just to add, add to that point I think really it's like you said it's important to have a plan it's important to be flexible and adapt accordingly but it's also just really important like you say you know you've always there's various other commitments that you may have and, and time is a finite resources so you just need to, to to be a bit more realistic when realistically it wasn't actually productive because i would set myself unachievable goals and and it's not a great feeling if you don't meet your goal what is one thing you want to share with uh, the keen entrepreneurs and those are listening from cambridge and from the world if you've got an idea, don't be afraid to pursue pursue the idea. I, but I think, that, I mean, the two biggest reasons why I've seen startups fail is one is, is cash mismanagement, which we won't really go into, it's self-expansion. But two is 
is people feel like there's there's a, a product need, a market need when there actually isn't. I would say really make sure that, you know, really spend a bit more time with your market research and understanding if there's actually a need for your product. This may not be easy because it, at first, you know, you might have this great idea um, and it's something that you've, your pain point that you feel, but but this may not necessarily be shared by, by everyone else. Make make the most of the resources you have um, and really go about finding finding out, conducting this research. And this research in itself it is not easy to do because you think you have such a good idea. So by sharing, by asking other people, your enthusiasm and passion comes across. Whereas they might be a bit biased and a bit misleading and you might not get honest yeah, feedback yeah. from someone because they're, they're just trying to please you. And um, that's and also what you can call the, really the mum test. Um, there's, there's a book about that as well, <laughs> where your mum might be biased and say, oh, that's a great idea. Uh, so yeah, I would, I'd really just encourage you to, to spend a bit more time thinking about the market need and, and don't be afraid to ask people that you don't know to really just, just make the most of either network, the Cambridge community, the, the wider community and ask, ask for people's opinions. Yeah, and I really found that the attitude, the attitude of admitting, oh, this is where I need help and this is where I need to learn. It's really not the known unknowns that you can just read up, but the unknown unknowns that kill you at the end of the day. I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more. I think a lot of people feel worried about asking for help or feel that you know, they're going to come across and, as, as not intelligent or, or in theory in any way. But on the contrary, the, the, the people that they, they only say you're as, as, good as, as good as the weakest person in your team, because it very much is a, a collaborative effect and as if they won't be specialized in every domain, but you're going to be required to, 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 to get that assistance when needed. Exactly. This is also why I created the Keen Entrepreneurs, because at the end of the day, we can learn from each other so much, especially if you're all in the same situation. We're all rising entrepreneurs trying to get our business off the ground. And this is where we all make mistakes and it's so valuable to share them. And now for the first time, sharing them in a podcast. Really interesting, Jeevan. Yeah, I, th I think this is, is such a great initiative. Uh, one thing I wanted to add to the finding your customers is uh, a session of the Impulse program where, which we had a week ago about market research, where Chris LeMason, who's a professional advisor and consultant in market research, you could pay him £8,000 for 10 days to uh, find the market. If he comes back and there is no market, then you should not pursue your idea. But he shared with us a four hour version of this before you go and pay him, um, even if a professional company, spend four hours, find the top three people you want to speak to that might be your customers or your users or your buyers. Phone them up, phone them up. Most likely, he says he has like a three out of 10 response rate if you just say you're interested in talking to them, you're interested about their idea, they might give you feedback. They might say, yes, oh, this is a product I'm looking for. Or they might say something that you are not aware of yet. So pick up the phone and start your market research today. It only takes four hours to find out whether there's actually someone out there who's looking for your solution. Exactly. All it requires is just a bit of initiative to go about targeting your, your audience. That was the Keen Entrepreneurs podcast, number one here from Cambridge. That was Robert and Jeevan. Thank you for listening and I see you all next week.
You are listening to the Keen Entrepreneurs of Cambridge, where we use passion to make dreams reality. Join in our live podcast in the audience to ask questions and comment. That was it from Cambridge. And until next time, use your passion to make dreams reality.